And Sally, we are going to somewhere quite interesting, a trading partner of Australia's, a large trading partner. Uh, have a big guess. <laughs> it is a big country. It is China. China. And we can take a look at some nice long train lines. And some events in Britain. All of this and maybe the top 10 airlines of the world. That's coming your way, plus the hot deals of the moment. As we talk travel on 2NURFM, Sally Lucas, um, there are some interesting things about China. There's such a lot to know, but you've got some interesting yeah, things Yeah, look, just I just today. thought that sometimes nice to talk about some quirky things or little things about places that you didn't know and these are considered fascinating facts about China and of course we all know it's known really as the PRC or the People's Republic of China and it does have the largest population in the world of 1.418 billion that's quite remarkable isn't it that's yes, the number I think, of zeros yeah. staggers <laughs> and I think uh, India's not far behind as the, mm-hmm. as the second most populous nation so the other thing you may not know is renminbi is the main form of currency in China and and that's used as well or can be used in Hong Kong, Macau and also Burma. So that's interesting, isn't it? Ice cream, I think we knew this, originated in China in 2000 BC. They put together milk and snow. Ah. But apparently you can try a green bean flavour while you're there. Ah, yes. Oh, well, of course, that's where green tea ice cream yes, probably the green, comes from exactly. that area as well. Exactly. And, of course, we all know that red is a very lucky colour in China and brides often wear red wedding dresses as a symbol of good luck. Stamp collecting is a very popular hobby in China and it's considered often a symbol of social status. Ooh. So there you go. We'll Every, dig out our um, all stamp these, collections from way back. Exactly. So. All these people that knock stamp collecting, there you go. Mm. 94% of the country's population live in the eastern part of the country. Mm-hmm. Fortune cookies are not actually a Chinese custom. They originated in San Francisco. Oh, really? So there you go. Does that surprise you? No. The Chinese calendar is the oldest in the world and is based on the moon. When put together, China's railway lines could loop the earth twice. Oh, really? Mm. It took approximately 37 years to create that wonderful terracotta army, around 8,000 clay soldiers that were built in Xi'an to guide the tomb of China's first emperor. And each uh, soldier has distinct facial features. No one of those terracotta soldiers are the same, which is quite remarkable. Mm. Many of the bricks in the Great Wall are held together by sticky rice. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, it doesn't go off. (laughs) No, 30 million people in China live in caves. That's interesting. Isn't that interesting? The 2008 uh, Beijing Olympic Games were the most expensive in history, costing approximately US $40 billion. Mm -hmm. Half of the world's pigs live in China. (laughs) Is that because pigs are considered lucky? I don't know. In 2003, China became the third country to successfully send a person into space. Mm-hmm. Chinese chopsticks were originally used for cooking, not eating. And they did come from China. And they did I'm come sure. from China, <laughs> yes. The Chinese army is the largest in the world. Well, that's not surprising if you've got the largest population with approximately 2 million. All of the world's pandas are technically owned by China. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. As I said, China is the uh, now it's the fourth largest area, uh, sorry, country in the world in area and, and number one in population. But it only has one time zone. And in some places, the sun doesn't rise until 10 a.m. <laughs> so yes. there you go. And people wonder about daylight saving and all this mm-hmm. sort of thing, eh? Mm-hmm. Tell them to go and live in China. The Chinese invented toilet paper around the year 851. And initially, only the emperor was allowed to use it. 
I'm not going to ask anymore. No, don't ask anymore. Lastly, there are currently 32 million more males than females in China. So there you go, some quirky facts about China today. Definitely quirky. Now, um, such a long train Train. system they have. That's led you to do a little bit more research on trains. Well, even America, you forget how many train lines there are in America. And apparently, if you added all their actual lines together, they don't have the longest train line, but they've got the most amount of track. So that's interesting, isn't it? And I always thought the Trans-Siberian Railway, which of course goes all the way from um, China or Japan across through to um, to Russia, 9,289 kilometres, but it is the largest passenger carrying train line. Now, this was interesting. If you look up Mrs. Google, the longest train line is from a port in China, Y-I-W-U, Yiwu, to Madrid. It's 13,000 kilometres and it's mainly used for freight containers that come off the ship's and it takes 21 days, but they said it's still quicker than if you had to have a ship leave from China and go all the way around to Madrid. So it goes to Madrid? To Madrid. Without changing tracks? Doesn't say that, but there you go. So how interesting is that? I mean, we have a long train line too, but it's not nearly as long as some of the others, like you know, even the Eastern Oriental Express. There's quite a lot of wonderful long... Well, the one from um, Vancouver to Toronto, that's another really quite long train line. So we have some really large countries, of course, in the world who that's their main means of, you know, getting freight and people around as well. So the trains have always been there and I guess people love travelling by train too. It's a very relaxed form of seeing a countryside, I think. Very it's, relaxed. We're talking travel on 2NURFM. Sally Lucas, uh, Britain. Well, there's always plenty happening in Britain, but there seems there are yeah, some, a lot of really good things. Yeah, there's some good things and again, there's some quirky. We're into the quirky today. There's right. some quirky things happening as well. So I thought we'd just mention some of these little events you can get involved in if you're going to the UK this year. So firstly, in England, you've got the Leeds International Festival. That's, this isn't quirky, but it celebrates innovation and ideas. And it's this year, it's in the Art Deco headquarters of the former Tetley Brewery. And that's on from the 2nd to the 12th of May. Of course, we've got the Queen's birthday coming up and, of course, the monarch's birthday is officially marked with the trooping of the Colour Military Parade on June 8, uh, even though it's not really her birthday, but still, that's when it's celebrated. She's very generous with her birthday. She is, isn't she? Then you've got Royal Ascot, of course, which is a famous horse race meeting area, which is uh, their famous races there are on from 18 to 22 June. Then you've also got the summer solstice at Stonehenge, and a lot of people gather there to mark the moment in time when the sun reaches its highest position in the sky on June 21. You've got the Glastonbury Festival and that's of course one of the world's most famous multi-genre music and performing arts festivals and you can set up camp there if you want uh, from 26 to 30 June. You've got Wimbledon coming up of course, which is 1 to 14 July. And then you've got Brighton Pride. Now, that's celebrating diversity and inclusivity at a street march headline this year by Kylie Minogue from the 2nd to the 4th of August. That means you have to dance. Of course. (laughs) Locomotion. Um, then you've got Scotland. They've got their International Comedy Festival, which has passed now. That was on in March of this year. Their next festival has started already, but it goes right through to October 20, which is the Scottish Vegan Festival. So there <laughs> oh, you go. There you go, vegans. And vegans. Meats. There won't be any haggis on that menu, I can yeah. assure you. Oh, vegetarian for haggis. There is some. 
I've had it. It's good. Okay. It's all right. right. Okay. They're, anyway, they've got an abundance of fantastic meat and dairy-free food stalls, etc. demonstrations, cookery demonstrations and the freshest produce. You've got the Edinburgh Art Festival, of course, and that will be on July 25 to August 26. And that's a very diverse program, visual arts, events and exhibitions across museums, galleries and public space. You've got Bonfire Night, and that's also celebrated in England and Wales too, but um, that's in Scotland. It's around November 5. The Highland Games, which are on with their big tug-of-war and the hammer throw and the shot put and all sorts of things. That's various dates between May 12 and September 21. St Andrew's Day, which is an important day for the Scots, on November 30. See plenty of bagpipes, kilts and whiskey happening there. It's a national holiday. And the Edinburgh Christmas markets are on as well from November 17 to 5 January. And lastly, we've got Wales. Um, so Wales has got the Cricket World Cup this year, which is on May 30 through to July 14 in various states. The Royal Welsh Show is on July 22 to 25. Livestock, forestry, horticulture, crafts, food, etc. And then, of course, this is a weird one. I know they have it everywhere. The World Bog Snorkeling Championship. <laughs> As weird as it is wonderful, they swim through these filthy-looking waters in a bog trench. Have you ever seen it on TV? I haven't. I was afraid to ask, actually, what it was. Well, there you, you know. Have a, keep an eye out. August 25, that is. Um, there's a walking festival at Barmouth, and apparently you experience the beauty of a... I won't even try and pronounce the name of the mountain range, but a mountain range, as well as the charm of that coastal area. It's a 10-day festival catering to all levels of fitness, 14 to 23 September. Um, there's a biannual art event which shortlists a diverse selection of international and also current pioneers of contemporary art October 2019 through to February 2020 and of course you've got Elton John doing his farewell Yellow Brick Road tour and that's happening in Cardiff, he's got an event there as well as here on June 15 and of course Abergavenny, I love that name, oh, Abergavenny yeah, isn't it, and they've got um, they join chefs, journalists, it's a big food festival and other foodies and indulge yourself in a sort of a race of dishes and artisan delights September 21 to 22. So Britain has got plenty happening this year. It has got a lot and just finally there's been a bit of a poll taken. There has the top 10 airlines which has been advised or or announced should I say by TripAdvisor. Now this is how they determine this. They look into the quality and quantity of airline reviews submitted by travellers worldwide over a 12 month period and they've got to be winning in outstanding service quality and value. Singapore Airlines, I don't think that's really a surprise, is taken out number one. Qatar, number two. Ever Air, and that's a Taiwanese airline, is number three, which is amazing. Um, Emirates, four. Japan Airlines, five. Southwest Airlines in America, six. Azul Airlines in Brazil, seven. Air New Zealand, eight. Jet2.com is a UK domestic charter operator, nine, and all Nippon Airways from Japan, number 10. Mm, So all of that is what travellers think. That's what travellers think. So um, I guess those that submit anyway. uh, Yes. And that's how it comes out. So there you go. To a new RFM 27 past one, we're talking travel. And Sally Lucas, it must be time to see what's in the hot deals department in the current travel marketplace. Absolutely, Jane. And everyone loves a great fly cruise holiday with lots of inclusion. So I've got a few of these here today. Um, the first one is a European wine and cuisine 
uh, cruise tour. This is flying return to uh, into London and back out of Lisbon with Emirates. You get two nights pre-cruise accommodation in London, then nine-night cruise aboard the Azamara Journey. Now, Azamara Club cruises are small ship luxury five-star cruising. You get all your meals and entertainment on board and also select alcoholic and non-alcoholic beverages. So that's another plus. And you get two nights again, at, at, as I said, in Lisbon at the end before you fly home. And that's valid until the 31st of May. It departs 27 August and it's from under $5,100 per person for all of that. They've also got another one, same company as Amara. And this one you're flying into Rome with Qantas and back home out of Barcelona. You're having three nights pre-cruise in Rome. And this again is offering you a nine-night cruise on another Azamara vessel, the Pursuit. Same inclusions. And then you get two nights post-cruise in Barcelona at the end. And that's sailing 26 October. It's also valid for sale till 31 May. And it's also starting from under 5100 per person. Um, there's a couple of others here. There's another one, Malta and the Mediterranean. Isles. This is flying into Rome with Qantas again, three nights there, and that's a 10-night cruise. Slightly different itinerary, this one. It's really quite a, a lovely one because it's going all the way down the Italian coast, then down to Sicily and Malta and up to Sardinia. So some really different ports of call and across to the Palma de Mallorca and following on to Barcelona. So that's a very interesting one. And it starts um, 10 nights cruise on that one, three nights in Rome, as I said, two nights in Barcelona at the end of the return here with Qantas. Starts from under 5,300. And if you're interested in more the Baltic areas, there's a Scandinavia and Russia getaway. This is on the 23rd of September. Now this one's only for sale till 30 April. And you're returning with, uh, to, to Copenhagen. You fly into Copenhagen. Three nights there. Nine night cruise. And that's with the Norwegian cruise line on Norwegian getaway. And then your flight home, but you can extend on that. So there's no post-cruise accommodation on that one. And it starts from under 5,600. And there's also one, if we're looking something different, there's one that's doing a circumnavigation of Japan with Princess Cruises. Valid for sale also 30 till 30 April. It departs 12th November. So hopefully you'd still see the tail end of those lovely autumn foliage and colours um, and that's return air to Tokyo with Qantas, three nights pre-cruise in Tokyo and then you've got a nine night cruise on Diamond Princess doing a circumnavigation of Japan which is really quite a lovely itinerary so they're all great um, also at the moment AAT Kings, the Australian uh, coach tour operator they've got up to $1,000 per couple air credit on selected um, best selling of their called their best buys guided holidays in Australia of course and also some in New Zealand as well. And for those who don't want to go away where there's any children, um, Omnish holidays have got what they call peace and tranquility holidays for adults only. And I mean, that's always nice occasionally, isn't it? If you're wanting a honeymoon or you want to just have that little time out for just adults only. They've got a range of places here uh, in Fiji at Matamanoa Island, uh, Manua Beach Resort on the Cook Islands, Sea Breeze Resort at Samoa, Tamanu on the beach at Vanuatu, and also Arahila Retreat at Lord Howe. Um, there's various different packages there with great savings, up to $600 on most of those. Um, so just if you're looking for that little getaway, they've got some nice things, inclusions like resort credits. Some of them have got breakfast and dinners. Some have got breakfast. Some have got a plunge pool with a bourree. Some have got massages. So there's a really lovely range of holidays for adults only, if you're thinking of that. And as always, Jane, there's lots of other early bird deals available still uh, for this year and even into next year. So if you're wanting to take advantage of those, some of them do finish end of April, some go into May, but as always, there's lots out there.
Fantastic. Thank you, Sally Lucas. Thanks, Jane. And we'll talk travel again, not next week, because it is Good Friday. Oh, I have forgotten. But the week after, which is the day after Anzac Day, the 26th, we will be back talking travel on yes. 2NURFM. You can catch this program and others on podcast through 2NURFM.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.